You're listening to The Devoted Podcast, where our desire is to be women devoted to the Word of God. We're so glad you're here, and we pray you'll be challenged and encouraged as we look to God's Word together. Hey guys, welcome back to The Devoted Podcast. Well, you guys are in for a treat today. I have asked Judy Slaughter to come in and be on the podcast today. And if you don't know Judy, she is a dear woman that I met about 15 years ago when she came up and started women's ministry here up at Athey Creek. And in that time, I've had many hours and much time in prayer with Judy as I have just got to learn and glean from a really godly woman. But as I was praying about this, I thought, man, how many women out there have not had the privilege of getting to sit with Judy? So I'm sort of wanting you guys to just, I would just want to invite you guys into this. I want you guys to be able to picture that you're sitting in this cozy office in these cushy chairs with us and just getting to hear from the Lord, from a dear woman that has walked with the Lord so faithfully. She is a prayer warrior, and I've just learned so much from her. So I'm really excited that you guys get to be part of this and just hear from her. So with that, we will just jump right in. I want to have you, Judy, if you would just tell us who you are, how long you've been here at Athey, and kind of how you started in women's ministry, and just give us a little bit of background, and then we're going to jump on in. All right. Well, I have been at Athey for 15 years, which amazes me to think about. I had been in Southern Oregon for 35 years, and I had been doing the women's ministry down there at the Applegate for almost 20 years, never with the thought of leaving because I, I'm just kind of a same old, same old person. And I loved Southern Oregon. I loved rural life. And when I was invited to come up here, my initial thought was, no, you know, <laughs> because why would I do that? And yet, obviously, because Christians always say, we'll pray, I did say, well, I will pray about it. And at that time, Melinda was living with me for just a couple of weeks. They were headed to China. And I... And Melinda's your daughter. Yes, yep. Melinda's my daughter. And she and her husband and four kids were heading to China, where they had lived previously. And so I had said, I know that the next two weeks are going to be very busy. So it'll probably be a month before I can get back to you. And then what happened was I was determined to start praying right away, and but to tell no one else about it because I am so conscious of the fact that these decisions in life are not decisions people vote on for right, you. Right. you know? All that matters is what the Lord has for mm -hmm. you. So that was my approach. And the next morning on my walk, I started um, just praying, saying, so Lord, I'm going to be praying about this. I'm not going to be making a list of pros and cons. I'm not going to be telling you what I want and what I don't want. All I'm asking is that you make it clear to me. And that very first morning, the first verse he gave me on my walk was from Jeremiah 10, 23. And that came as a total surprise because 
1023 are the two numbers that I had always associated in my mind with my mother because it was her birthday. And so whenever I'd see that combination, it could be on a digital clock, it could be anywhere, my thought was, oh, mom, you know, just a thought. And that particular morning, I was walking by a house that I'd walked by hundreds of times, and I saw around the garage the numbers 1023. And I kind of mused because I had never noticed it before. And yet when I went to say the point I would have said, oh, mom, I heard in my mind, Jeremiah 1023. So I could hardly wait to get home because I'm thinking, what is Jeremiah 1023? It was not familiar to me whatsoever. So as soon as I walked in the door, I grabbed my Bible and I looked it up and it's, and it basically says, for I know, O man, O Lord, it is not for man to direct his own steps. And I thought, okay, the Lord made it very clear. This isn't my decision, it's his. And yet I could count on his direction. Well, a long story short, he he gave me scriptures every single day. And and it wasn't like I was, you know, on my knees all day long. I was just going about life. I was working, I was doing things, but he was bringing these scriptures to, to me. So it was one week later to the day that I knew that I knew he wanted me to come up here. And I have never had, and this might sound kind of not likely, but it's the truth, I have not had even one minute in the 15 years up here that I've ever looked back, Mm -hmm. that I've ever second-guessed that this is what the Lord had for me. And I have loved it. Uh, The climate in Southern Oregon is incredible. You know, winter is hardly winter. It is just sunshine, beautiful, a good part of the time. And so one of the questions in my mind had been, you know, how was I going to be with all the rain? And so when the rainy season started, people I noticed in stores and around were immediately complaining about the rain. And I said to the Lord, Lord, I don't, I don't want to have this response to rain. This is going to be where I'm living, you know. Lord, would you change my response to rain? Would you just help me have a different mindset? And immediately he said to me, didn't I tell you you would be like a well-watered garden? (laughs) And he said, what does it take to be well-watered? And I love that because that was one of the scriptures he gave me in directing me to come up. So it's really been beyond absolutely beyond what I ever could have anticipated. And I have loved it. I have totally loved it. I had to have you start with that because I know that you probably don't even know how much I think women can learn from that introduction. One of the things that as I wanted to have Judy come in and do the podcast was because I have had the pleasure of sitting in her office as we're doing right now. And it's cozy. And it, I, I, just before we came on, I was telling her it's like sitting in a chair and getting a warm hug. And so many of y'all out there haven't got to come into Judy's office. 
And it is just this, I, I feel like I will fail to describe the blessing that it is to be truly taught by someone that loves the Lord like you do. And one of the things I had to point out about her introduction there is, guys, do you hear how she prays and waits on the Lord? So this is one of my big lessons I will always pull away from you, Judy, is that when you are asked something, you your, your response every time is, let me pray about that. And guys, I think we say that a lot as Christians. We'll say, I'm going to pray about that. And maybe even we go that extra step of writing it on that sticky note. But Judy prays about that thing. <laughs> and until you know that you know from the Lord that that's the direction he's moving, you just sit. And your patience and just your your example of waiting on the Lord is it's just in the flesh. It's just real. It's not something you can read in a devotional and be inspired for a second and move on. I've got to sit in this office and I've got to learn from that. And so I know when I asked Judy to do this, she was like, I don't know about this. What am I going to, you know, I don't know. But I hope wherever you're listening to this, I want you to just picture that you're sitting in Judy's office and getting to hear this because we don't have a giant schedule with this. I want for Judy to just be able to share with us some of the things that the Lord's put on her heart. I love that because actually the whole thing with waiting on the Lord, praying, uh, seeking Him, that is something that in meeting with women, I am sharing, I mean, in a week wouldn't go by that I'm not sharing that. And it's because I'm always surprised when I talk to a woman and she might be, really needing God's direction on something. And I will ask her, you know, how she has sought the Lord on that. And and it's just kind of interesting because what I've learned is that so many women, their idea of seeking the Lord is to say a, a little prayer and then see how you feel. You know, it's their answer is subjective. And it's not that the Lord doesn't use those feelings. We know for sure if there's an absence of peace, we need to really con consider that, give that weight. But so often I'll say to them, no, but beyond that, what are you doing? And they just look at me. And so the thing that and I, so I really feel confident there are women who are listening right now. Yeah. And they would say, well, I, that's what I do. And it's not that it's a bad thing, but it's that the Lord has so much more for us. The Lord cares about the details of our lives. And that's what I love. He has a plan for our lives. He wants us to know it. He wants us to walk in it. So when we're looking, say, for direction, whether it's regarding something as big as a move from Southern Oregon to Portland, or regarding a job, or relationship, or friendship, or anything, the Lord cares. And the thing is, I think sometimes we forget that He actually cares, and that if we ask Him, He's going to, you know, speak to us. One of the verses that I love is that he says, you know, call out to me and I will answer you. 
you know, I will answer you. And he doesn't tell us if he's in a good mood or if he happens to get back to us, he'll tell us. He promises, call out to me and I will answer you. And so there are times that, that we call out to the Lord. And it's great when that answer comes. I mean, that was wonderful to be in Southern Oregon praying about the move up here. And in one week, he moved me. That is wonderful. But that isn't the way it always works. And we need to be willing to give it time. But what do we do in that time? So the thing that I would suggest is you're praying about it every single day. But you're also putting time aside where what I love to encourage a woman to do is to have her Bible, read her Bible with a pencil in her hand, with a journal there on her lap or on the table beside her. And when she's reading, whether it's in her normal reading or whether it's where she's saying, you know, I'm not going to be in my regular reading this morning. I'm going to spend this time today just really asking the Lord to direct me. The Lord will direct you. And then when you're reading, when the Lord speaks to you, write that scripture out. Don't just write the address. You think, oh, I, I love this. And you write out the address, and at the end of the day, you look back, and you, you have seven addresses, and you don't remember what they are. But when you write them out, it does two things. It puts it there in front of you. But often in the process of writing, other things come to your mind. Maybe another scripture comes to your mind, and so you turn to that, and then that leads you somewhere else. But the thing that I can tell you is the Lord will direct you. He will answer you. And it may be the joy of one sitting, you know, or it may be over a long period of time. And that's the part where the waiting really comes in. Are you approaching the Lord the way we do a drive through you know, you place your order, and then you go to the next window and you get it. And too often that can be the way we approach the Lord. We present him with a question and think, by the end of the day, I should have this answer, you know. And perhaps that's not the way it's going to be. And maybe it's not going to be five days. Maybe it's not going to be a month. And my question to you would be, are you willing to wait until you know that you know that he has answered and that he has led you. In Lamentations 3, it says, it is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. You will never regret waiting for the Lord, because when his answer does come, it's positively exhilarating. I mean, it is, it is just so wonderful because you do know that he has answered. And then you never have to regret. You never look back and think, so was that what the Lord said? Because you know that it is. I think it's such a temptation as we're such a immediate gratification yes. uh, society. Everything just comes fast. Mm -hmm. I mean, whether it's the 24-hour cold medicine you take or, you know, <laughs> I mean, everything is yes. just so quick mm -hmm. that we forget 
what it looks like to wait on the Lord. I mean, just really, I love how our pastor Brett says, reminds us often of, think of Moses in the wilderness. Yes. That's a long time. Think about how long Abraham mm-hmm. prayed and waited on the Lord. And we think that our, you know, one day or right. let's be honest, even a year, mm-hmm. you know, that seems extraordinarily like long, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Praying sometimes for things that it may not be that the Lord has that for you. You know, there's that too. When I love the example you're giving, because it's very practical of, you know, grabbing your Bible and reading those things. I think sometimes, like you said, it is in your regular reading plan. I sometimes find that I don't have to, it's not like I've got to pull some trick and say, oh, I've got to find just the right thing. Because the power of scripture that it's living and active is that I, for me personally, just find how the Lord uses where I'm at to really speak to me in it. And I have a cross-reference Bible too. So it's often mm-hmm. you'll find something and then you you look at that scripture that's next to it. And so maybe that does take you to a different one. But sometimes you do hear from women, because I've heard this where it's sort of like the just open, let your Bible fall open and pick something. Now, maybe the Lord does use right. that sometimes, <laughs> but I'm not sure if that would always be our advice in that kind of thing too. But having... The things that the Lord says and speaks really in your quiet time, I find is so interesting and don't ignore that. I've been finding that, you know, even when we're just praying and asking the Lord about things, sometimes a a thought will come in your mind and it's once again, an opportunity to, Lord, is that from you? Is that of you? But I also love what you're saying, the check about not letting our feeling dictate what that looks like. That is a real danger. And I think something we are seeing so much of right now of allowing how we feel about something to determine where we should go. The other thing, too, that I love is that, you know, I mean, the Bible is called the Word of Mm. God, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and yet we can call out to Him. We're wanting to hear from Him. And our Bible remains closed on our lap or on our table. And I'll say to the woman, I mean, think about it. This is the Word. It is His Word to us. And and so if you're hoping for a word from Him, open His Word. See how He'd lead you. See what He would say to you. I remember once I used to have what I would call quiet retreats. And so that meant that women could speak at the dining room when we were having our meals. But pretty much the rest of the retreat was quiet. And I remember the first time I did it thinking, oh, the women are going to stone me. (laughs) But it was really the Lord's idea. He had put that on my heart to do. And so I remember one woman coming up because I said, "If, if you have any questions about this, you know, come talk to me. And one woman came to me and she was all teary-eyed and she said, I know, I know God speaks to everyone else, but he just doesn't speak to me the way you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And so again, I reiterated to her what I just said about get your notebook, have your Bible, have a pencil, and be reading and what you believe he is saying to you, write out those scriptures, write out your thoughts about them. You might even write the questions you have for God as you're going through this. 
but the women were given large amounts of quiet time. I mean, so hours. And the very first day when we were meeting for lunch, uh, we were all coming into the dining room, and this woman was literally running to me, tears running down her cheeks, saying, he spoke to me, he spoke to me, he did speak to me. She was beside herself. Because even though she had known the Lord, loved the Lord, she had never actually experienced that personal word from him in that way. And what I love is that is who the Lord is. You know, he he wants to be known by us. That's the other big thing that's always on my heart is for women to realize that the Lord wants us to know him. And how are we going to come to know him better than spending time in his word and in prayer, you know? You said something, though, that I wanted to come, that I, we were talking about the waiting part and wanting uh, uh, that the Lord wants us to know him. Oh, I know what it was. I think when you're talking about the being quiet thing, how noisy our lives are. Like, oh. you know what? It doesn't even have to be that you go to a quiet retreat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Boy, if I can just turn the radio off in my car, even when I'm driving around, not have something noisy. I mean, if you got sweet kiddos in the car, that might be a little <laughs> bit harder. But, you know, just if you do have that alone time, a lot of times we feel like we need to fill it with something. And sometimes it is a little bit of that self-discipline of just like, let's just, let's just make it quiet. You know, this is so interesting because of late, I've been listening to books being read to yes. me. And so I listen to them when I'm on my walks. And I love that. It's it's just a really fun way of uh, going through books that maybe you wouldn't have otherwise. Yeah. That's how I'm doing it. I do the same thing. I love but it. But it's so interesting because just recently, uh, the Lord has kind of nudged me, reminding me that I also used to use my time of walking to pray to listen, to let him just kind of bring things to mind that I needed to look into or people I needed to pray for, so that my time of walking could have been a very sweet time of fellowship with him. And it's not that he's telling me no more of these books, you know, but it's uh, don't give up being quiet altogether. And it's even what you said about being quiet in the car. In other words, not always opting for the radio, not always opting for even even just things that can be good distractions. The point is they're distractions. And we do live in a very noisy world. And it's so good to just allow ourselves to be comfortable being quiet and just hearing what he would say which can be uncomfortable. Exactly. And we we like kind of shirk away from that. Like, oh, I don't, I'm not I don't want to be uncomfortable. And again, that's just uh, that's a silliness of our culture that we think that that should be the aim. It's the goal is for you to, you know, absolutely be in comfort all the time and, you know, but it sometimes it's just a discipline piece because I'm with you. I love to listen. I listen to sermons and I listen to podcasts <laughs> and I listen to mm-hmm. audiobooks. All great things. Right, right. But you're exactly right. Sometimes it needs to just you need to discipline yourself just to turn it off. I've caught myself when I'll just go around the house and I'll be you know maybe even folding laundry because I think that's a fantastic time to listen to a book. <laughs> but the same thing. Exactly. Sometimes you need to turn it off and go. 
are we comfortable letting it just be quiet? I know it's it's during some of those times in my own life that the Lord has just spoken very clearly mm. to me, just profound things, mm-hmm. you know, in times of fear or of grieving, anxiety. Uh, the very natural thing, I think, for most of us is to try to jam our thoughts. In other words, so we try to keep the music playing or keep the television on or do something because we're wanting to be distracted from our fears, from our anxieties. And actually, it was in such a situation that the Lord first gave me that passage in in Lamentations 3, that it is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. And truly, that was at a time that was very, very hard for me. And yet, when I read that verse, and it was new to me at that time, I knew that I was to be quiet. I was, and at that time, I wasn't working out of the home, which was wonderful. And, and so that I was to spend the next days truly seeking Him in that quiet way allowing him to speak to me, you know. I know that if I hadn't been quiet, there are treasures I would have missed. One of the things that he said to me in that time, that again, it was only because I was quiet, I believe, that I got to hear him say it. And that was was a time of a, a lot of anxiety. And the Lord said to me, this is a wonderful opportunity to trust me. And truly, when you hear the Lord say something like that to you, it changes everything. Because what I realized is, okay, none of us like to be in that place. None of us like to be afraid, to be anxious. That's the last way we want to feel. And yet if we would see those times as, wow, this this is a real opportunity, you know. It's an opportunity for me to trust God and see what He's going to do. You've said it a couple times, where it's almost again asking for asking the Lord for that perspective change. Exactly. You know, we can view uh, whether it's the rain outside yes. or whether it's yep. you know this being quiet. Yep. We can be unhappy about it. We can say all the things that we don't like. Or we can make that choice. We can choose something differently about that. That's so true. And and the whole thing with perspective change is huge for us as women. And we get to do it. Exactly. I think that's the thing that we tell ourselves. I hear this sometimes. It reminds me of even being maybe... 15 again. <laughs> and, and when you are just certain, well, this is this is just as good as it gets. This is all I can do. I have no choice in this situation. And now I'm the parent telling my 15-year-olds, like, actually, you, you do. You can choose how you're going to react to that situation. And you can choose how you're going to look at that. You know, we get to do. It's, it's interesting because I think of one of the times that the Lord changed my perspective the most dramatically was when he called me into women's ministry Mm. because I did not want to do it. And the reason I didn't was I did not like women. And of course, that sounds so bizarre. And yet what I didn't like was the downside of what women can do. Exactly. Exactly. um, But he 
over a long period of time, made it very clear to me that this is what he wanted. And when he made it clear, I said, yes. And yet it was with great trepidation. I couldn't believe what I was saying. I was saying yes to him, but tears were rolling down my cheeks. And yet, literally, a pastor prayed for me. And there was, in the walking across my family room at home by myself, in the time of getting up from his prayer on the phone, to walking across that room, the Lord changed my perspective. Not a little. It wasn't just an encouragement. It was at one end of the room, um, I can't believe what I've just said yes to, to at by the time I just crossed the length of the room, I looked up and into the ceiling, you know, talking to the Lord, looked up and I said, so what, will we do retreats and stuff? All the things you never exactly. wanted to do. Exactly. And when I heard that, I just thought, Lord, what did you just do? And he totally changed my heart. And, and to the point, as I say, I mean, this is, coming up like into 35 years, I love what I do. I could have missed one of the sweetest gifts the Lord had for me if I had just gone by my own inclinations, how I felt, because I would have been so sure this could not be what the Lord had. But in saying yes to him when he made it abundantly clear, it has been the the sweetest gift he could have given to me. So interesting to me how we do, we try to understand the Lord in our own understanding, our own mind, which is such a futile, you know, pursuit. That's not going to work out. And yet we'll still do it because we'll tell ourselves that's, that's not possible. That's not me. (laughs) And, you know, you and I both are sitting living testaments of the fact that, you know, what the Lord has ordained and what the Lord wants is don't fight it. It's actually amazing. I love when Judy tells that story about when she accepted this the job um, initially up here and about women, because I remember sitting in a retreat and you sharing this for the first time. And it was the first women's retreat I had come to and I did not like retreats. They were terrifying <laughs> to me. I didn't, I am as introverted as they come and they were just, just absolutely terrifying. And I remember sitting there listening to you say that story and that, and your reasoning even of like, well, I, I don't like this. <laughs> Why would I? And I went, yes. <laughs> and I went, oh, so the Lord can, and at the time, I don't think I, of course, had no idea the plans that he would have and the things that he would do, but he got to show me an example of you in what you're talking about, that perspective shift of you first changed your perspective of what can I do with this, but then just allowing the Lord and saying yes to what the Lord have has when you have, I mean, it seems so beyond you. It's such a great model, but at the same time, I hope if you're hearing this, you can kind of catch this picture of what this looks like, of you know praying first. And I wonder too, if you would chime in a little bit about the other counselors piece that can come in sometimes when you're seeking the Lord. 
Because there's good places for that, and sometimes there's not so good. Well, the the main thing that I would always say there, because we always have, I think most of us, have close people in our lives that we we respect in the Lord, you know, and it could be a pastor, it could be just someone who is employed at the church, it could be a dear friend who's been through thick and thin with you, could be a family member, you know, a mother who adores you and and wants only the best for you. It's not that we don't have people that the Lord places in our lives, but I think it's a real temptation when we have a decision before us to just go to those people. And it's like, let's, let's see what she thinks. Well, let's see what he thinks and what would she say and what would they do? And, and we gather the information and then we go to God's word to see if he will confirm what they've said. Perhaps Whereas the order is wrong. Yeah. We need to do it just the opposite way. And to me, the bigger the decision, the more important it is to not go to people. I knew a move up here was not something to be voted on by my family and my friends. It needed to be because the Lord wanted me to be here. And so, but what I would say anytime in, in major decisions or even looking for the you know comfort, Go to the Lord first. Go to his word. There are times that you'll have a distinct impression about something. And you'll think, well, Lord, is is that you? And then if you go to a pastor or a dear, dear friend, or you might even just be turning on the radio and listening to a song and the words in it speak exactly to your situation. The Lord will use people, but let him use them to confirm to you what he has already said to you. Don't ask the Lord to confirm that what the people have said to you is what he wants. You know, it to me, that's just the flip side of the way it needs to be. Yeah, I think sometimes it's cool to ask someone that's maybe one of those dear, dear friends, not tell them the whole situation, but instead just ask them to be praying for yes. you. Yes. And yes. not fill in a whole lot of the gaps. It'll be tempting. I'm going to tell you right now. You're going to want to say, well, here's all the things that are going on. And you're going to want to try to direct that prayer. But if you can have a little bit of the discipline on the front end of not giving a lot of details, I think it leaves more room for that confirmation, for the Lord to work. Maybe in something that person will be somebody that shares something with you. I agree. But uh, it is it does make you feel not so alone in the pursuit sometimes to have someone come alongside, but maybe just not give so many details and have them be praying. So one little story I would like to share, because I think the women would be interested in this, and that is when I asked you to share. We were yeah. having a summer of testimonies. Women in the body were sharing their testimony. And and so I was praying, asking the Lord, who would the women be that he would want to, to speak? And your name kept coming to mind. And initially when your name came to mind, it was like <laughs> I'm informing the Lord. Well, you know, yes, Amy would be great, but Lord, you know where she is right now. And because that was a hard season that you had been coming through. And yet as I kept praying your name kept coming to me. And finally, I mean, to such a degree 
that I thought, well, I can call her. She can say no. But I absolutely, I felt I couldn't have gone on asking the Lord without acting on what he repeatedly kept telling me. So I called you again. You were so good. I'll pray about it. And which amazed me that you didn't flat out say, you know, not now. But you said you'd pray about it. I then called a good friend of both of ours to tell her that the Lord kept putting you on my mind. And she said, oh, no, I don't think this would be the time for Amy. And I said, you know what? That's exactly what I was saying to the Lord. I said, but her name just kept coming. That very night, it was a Saturday, that Saturday night at church, I saw you. And you came in, and from the moment you were approaching me, I thought, she's going to do it. And your eyes had tears, and you just said, this is amazing. And, And it's not the answer yet, but I'm like, 90% 90% sure the Lord does want me to do it. And then when you did it, again, because at that time you would have said, this is not your thing. You I had never you, spoken you know, in public you ever. Don't, you don't want to get up and mm-hmm. talk to the women and, and all of that. So you had a whole bunch of women praying like crazy for you that morning. Just pray. In fact, I had a couple of your friends said to me afterwards, I was praying so hard, I don't think I even know what she said, you know, <laughs> because, and these were your close, close friends yeah. who knew Amy McReynolds. Yeah. And yet when you got up, I mean, and I, the, it was flawless. It was perfect. And the incredible thing was you were relaxed. You were enjoying it. It was amazing. But that would have been a perfect example of where in your flesh, nothing would have said yes to that. But the Lord did want you. And as you prayed, he made it clear to you that yes was what you had to answer. And I'm so glad you did, because here we all get to enjoy now the blessings of the things that he has done and is doing in your life. That's story is, it's a little emotional for me because it is, like Judy said, the just the complete detail of uh, what she said at the beginning of this episode, really, of how much he cares for us and how uh, just precision he knows and into our heart. And uh, that day that Judy called I, I don't, you know, it was a difficult season. And so it wasn't totally out of left field for Judy to call and, and see how I was doing and that kind of stuff. So I was very surprised by what she was asking. But at the same time, this is again, the detail of the Lord. I think he had been working in my heart and he had been doing some things even before that call. And so when she said those words and asked if I would be willing to speak, and she said specifically to speak about my dad, I... It was, I I don't know if you've ever had that feeling where you have this feeling of like, and I'm not a pay attention to feeling person, but (laughs) I was like, I am supposed to say yes to this. Mm. But all the rest of me was going, oh, hang on a second. Like you need to think about what this is. Now that's all the Amy pieces, not, not the Lord talking there. And, but it, I cannot tell you how much care I felt 
of the Lord during that season. Because Judy's very kind in how she's talking about this and I came out and and all of those things. But what that day was, that was some, it was a gift to me because to prepare for that talk took a lot of prayer. There was so much that the Lord was pulling me in to, uh, that he wanted to share with me. And there were just buckets of tears in that process. And then when he brought me to June 9th, which is the day I gave that, and what is, again, you want to talk about the detail of the Lord. Um, it was giving my testimony, specifically walking through a kind of a story with of grief with losing my dad. And it was on my spiritual birthday. And of all the Saturdays, these things were going to be uh, one Saturday a month in the summer. I mean, just what are the chances that the ninth happens to be on a Saturday in that year? I don't know. And spiritual birthdays were a funny thing in our house because, you know, a lot of people are like, well, what do you mean by that? Well, in my house to my dad, that was seriously a way bigger deal than the day you were born. <laughs> like he was happy about your birthday, but he wasn't an overly <laughs> festive guy. But the day that you surrendered your life to Christ, the day that you accepted Jesus, that was a day to be marked. And he never let one go past. There was every time there was a card, sometimes a gift. I, I still to this day have on my phone saved the text message from the last one before the year before he died. It, that day was an important day. And the Lord chose that day to do a real healing work for me. And he also started something there that I had no idea, you know, because what he taught me that day was, no, you don't public speak. You've never done any (laughs) of these things. But he was very clear. All you have to do is obey and I will show up. I love that. And I truly believe that the Lord has showed up every day since then. But particularly when the Lord calls me out to speak on the stage, to speak at a devoted live, or to speak even on the podcast, or to speak on the different things, the Lord just keeps showing up. And it's that detail. It's that level of care that, wow. It just takes your breath away. I love that too. And the whole, I was thinking about this this morning, the, the truth that God is with us, Emmanuel, you know, and wondering, we should ask ourselves, do we really believe it? You know, we say it all the time. Do we really believe he is with us always? The, the incarnation of Christ, Christ in me, do we really believe that? I mean, some of these things are so deep, so incredible that we don't really land on them and allow the Lord to work them into our hearts in a way that we know that He is with us always. And and that is, and so I would say that is probably one of the big things that I find myself also reminding women of is, you know, do you believe he is with you? You know, do you believe he is for you? You know, I mean, just the thought that God is for us, not against us. 
God is for you. He knew exactly how he was wanting to use your life. And that was, we didn't know, but like the first step of this path that you are now on. And I, and I love that. But knowing the Lord is with us, he's in us, we are never alone. And he has a plan for us, you know, that if we yield to him, he'll lead us perfectly, you know. And it always ends up being absolutely the best. Right. You know, far better than if we had probably yes. put our own spin on it and what we thought. But wow, do I think that is such a great reminder of this has been a rough year for a lot of people, you know. Obviously, the outside factors of all the things going on in our world right now are just blow our minds, you know, and we we hardly know how to get around all that has been this year. But even in that, just that, well, we go all the way back to the the waiting piece and the detail, but the care of the Lord, but that right there, that the Lord is for us, what an encouraging word that is. And I think when, especially when we're thinking about the things that we fill our minds with, we see so many folks that are filling up their minds with things that they they see on a, on a feed or, you know, they see in the news or it could even be a friend that is just always, you know, negative or going to a place that's not overly helpful. When God's word is right there reminding us of these things that he's for us. The Lord revealed to me in just really the past couple of years, I would have, if someone had asked me, you know, so what is the heart of your ministry? You know, what is your motivation? I would have answered Titus 2. You know, the older women coming alongside the younger women, you know, teaching them how to love their husbands to be busy at home. And, you know, that would have been my answer because that was the verse that the Lord put on my heart that actually landed me in the women's ministry. But then I started noticing that there was a phrase that so often came into my teachings, so often came into talking with women. And the phrase was to know God better and to love him more. And I realized, oh, that is truly the heart of my ministry, as far as I'm concerned. And that is my desire is to help women to know him better and to love him more, because that is life-changing. It affects everything in every day. The better we will never be able to stop learning about him. The better we know him, the more we're going to love him and the assurance we're going to have that he is with us, that he is for us. To me, that is something we all need to embrace. Life is hard. That's reality. Life is hard. But you've also heard the saying, but God is good. And that is also a reality. And so that would be my prayer for women, you know, that they would purpose to know the Lord. Think of the times Paul said that. He referenced that often, that he would know him. And to me, that's what we should purpose to be doing. We could even say that when we're opening our Bible, Lord, help me to know you better. 
and to love you more. Thank you for tuning in to The Devoted Podcast. We are a ministry of Athey Creek Christian Fellowship in West Lynn, Oregon. For more resources, or if you need prayer or encouragement, send us an email at devotedpodcast at atheycreek.com.